0: runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I want to give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is going to be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. My name is Misty Jane and I am a money coach for hairstylists. I help self-motivated stylists get their financial shit together, creating healthy relationships with money, opening up more options for the future, and eliminating that paycheck to paycheck life. I created Backroom Beauty Talks because I wanted to bring real, raw, and unedited conversations to you, uplifting the beauty industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. Um, today I'm talking with my friend Jess Taylor. She is a salon owner up in New York in Long Island. She's an educator. She has her own brand of extensions. And honestly, she's just uh, one of the most brightest... Lights. Um, She is somebody that I met through the Hair Love community as well and she was also on our Tulum retreat and this conversation in general just gives me all the feels. Like I can't even tell you how many times I got the chills with some of the things that we talked about. Um, We talk a little bit about starting over, we talk about life struggles and coping mechanisms and limiting beliefs and it's, she's just a beautiful person, and I hope that you get as much out of this as I did, um, even though I'm on the same, very similar journey as her, obviously in a very different boat, um, but just talking about this stuff openly, like, you're not alone, like, nobody's alone, like, nobody feels enough. Um, you know, we see all of these people doing all the things, and we just think that they're so confident and they know what they're doing and they, you know, believe in themselves. And it's not the case. Like, believing in yourself is a lifelong journey. And not feeling enough is something that I guarantee, like, 99% of the people that you're surrounded by also feel. Um, so, anyway. I'm going to let you listen and please enjoy. If you like this episode, don't forget to um, screenshot it and tag it on or put it on Instagram and tag me in it. Um, I'm also getting ready to do some solo episodes. So I need you to do me a favor. Shoot me some DMs. Tell me what you want to talk about. Um, I've got some things listed, but I want to hear what you want to hear. I know a lot of times, um, the reviews that I get on this podcast really have nothing to do with hair. It's really more about life, um, and the struggles that we go through, um, as stylists, um, or basically just as human beings in general. So if there's anything particular um, that you would really love for me to dive into, um, please, please shoot me a DM at underscore Misty Jane underscore, um, and I will be sure to add it on my list of topics. Um, and I will now introduce you to Jess Taylor. Enjoy. Hello, Jess. Hi. How, how are, are you today? I'm good. good I'm excited to good. chat with you. Oh my God, me too. So So excited for anyone listening. This is Jess Taylor. Uh, what hair by Jess Taylor is your Instagram handle, right? Yes. Yes. Um, tell the people where you're from, who you are, what you do, all the things,
1: all the things. So my name is Jessica Taylor. I am hair by Jess Taylor. I am from originally Florida. I now reside in long Island, New York, I own my own salon. I opened it about three years ago. I've been doing hair for about six years. Um, I also started my own brand of education and my own brand of hair extensions. So I do private, um, sorry, independent education. And I used to teach for Goldwell. So um, that's, it. that's about it. You've only been doing hair six years. Yeah. You're a yeah. baby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I mean, in the hair world, I have a baby. I'll be 40 this year, but it was like my second career in life. What did you do so before? It's really wild. I actually used to buy and sell racehorses, thoroughbred racehorses.
0: Re- I did not know that about you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's where a lot of like my business acumen came from was like, cause I used to travel a lot and um, you know kind of hang around with people that were kind of moguls of their industry and so I got a lot of like you know knowledge and experience from just being around them and like you know soaking in all of their knowledge and what also like watching up? them work um so my mom got really sick with cancer And I ended up having to quit my job to take care of her for about a year and a half. And, you know, with horses, like you kind of, it's different. It's, it's like, you have to get clients. And then once you get these clients, you kind of have to keep them happy and satisfied all the time. And it was just a lot of work. And at the time I was just juggling so many things. My mom didn't have health insurance. So a lot of it was on me and my brother to take care of her. So, um, and she had like her own business. She had like a house and stuff, and I just didn't want her to lose any of her things. So I just stopped everything and like went down there and took care of her. And, um, yeah. And so like when it came back around and everything and, you know, like she passed away and everything happened, it was like, well, do I want to go back into that? And it was, you know, it for me, I was kind of already burnt out on it. It's like a dying sort of industry because everyone in that industry is very old. Mm-hmm. It's like old white dudes that have a lot of money, you know? Right. <laughs> like everyone that that knows anything about horses is pretty much like was dying or had was about to die off. And they're all <laughs> like these younger um, rich guys that, made money at the dot-com boom and like they weren't like really in it like the old guys were so um unless you had like Sheikh Mohammed who you know owns Dubai or like some (laughs) Irish mobster like pretty much you were out of it right so you had to go chase around like little money not big money so right
0: so did you like have hair on your mom? Like, how did that come? From? Cause that's like completely different. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so wild. Like, I
1: feel like it was a lifetime ago too. Um, so basically what happened was, is I just, you know, when you deal with mortality and stuff, like you, you realize like how short life is and how important like the little things are and being happy and, So for me, um, you know, it's very like, that's a very, um, conservative blue-blooded world. And I'm actually very creative. And
0: like, (laughs) this is like (laughs) pre-tattoo. I was going to say, you don't seem to fit in with the old rich white man, like, at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And like, I kind of felt like my, my soul had been screaming for it for a long time, you know? And, but I'd always been like a little diva, like I'd always been dressed to the nines and like fashionista kind of stuff. And, and it got, afforded me the opportunity to be able to, to afford all that stuff. But at the same time, it didn't really like feed my soul in any kind of way. So I was just like, kind of like, eh, whatever. And, you know, I was going through my own, you know, demons and stuff, trying to work through, like my mom had just died, my dad and my grandma all in like a year and a half. So I was like a hot, hot mess, you know? So I just didn't know what I wanted to do, and I just knew I needed to go in like a different direction. I, I landed up here in New York, and um, I just landed on my mom's best friend's couch. I had like no money, no nothing to my name. I burned through all my inheritance, and um, I decided that I wanted to start doing something and they're like oh we know this guy he has a salon you can go work there and like sweep hair and I was like yeah sure whatever you know like I don't know and I I really knew that I like loved working out and I love to like fashion and hair and stuff so that was just like okay I'll get a job there and then the guy ended up I mean I I knew didn't know anything about how to hold a blow dryer he had to show me how to shampoo hair and he was like this like he, he was like this evil boss, you know, like oh. he was like scary. He was Toxic. one of those ones. Yeah, that wanted to make everyone cry every day. And like, he loved to have like all the young girls stand around him and watch him. You had to stand there like this and watch him do everything and like not move, Ooh. you know? He was like such a weirdo. So anyhow, um, that was my first job. And they would make fun of me because I didn't know how to use a blow dryer like on other people. And I just remember, but I loved it. I don't know. It was something about it. I just like, was like, Oh, you know, this is great. I can do this. And I remember, so back in the day when I had like money and I was running around everywhere, I, I used to go to Chris McMillan salon in California and, um, Justin Anderson actually did my hair. And I remember him and I remember asking for balayage. And that's why I, where I kind of got obsessed with like color and stuff was, I was like, if, if I would travel there to get him to do my hair, you know, that's what I needed to be doing, you know, because I, I, I knew I wasn't going to be happy until I was like, the best at what I did you know like I'm that kind of person and I remember in beauty school they were telling us like you're not going to be good unless you're like in the top 10 percent and it, even at that you need to be in like the top one percent in order to actually make some money and do well so I just had it in my head like that was just what I was gonna do
0: and you're gonna do it damn good
1: Yeah. That was it. Well, I have a question
0: for you. So you came from, I would assume that the horse industry, you were very successful in, correct. Yeah. So you came from a successful career that you made a lot of money to Mm -hmm. a hard year and a half, two years. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you went to sweeping hair.
1: How did
0: did you have a moment of like, like, how did I get here? Like, like, like what, at that point did you just not care like what what was um, your at that point
1: well I think the moment was way before that you know like when you sit there and you like watch the woman that raised you that is this like amazing strong person who like you know uh, you watch her wither away to nothing like that's kind of the moment where you know it yeah, you realize like all this stuff is pretty much meaningless, you know?
0: Right, right.
1: And like money doesn't make a difference because I couldn't buy her health, you know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, like what what is it all worth, you know?
0: What do you feel like the lesson is at this point for you? Um, It's one of them because I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm like, like well... <laughs> Um,
1: You know, what the biggest lesson for me at that time was like when I was younger, like I used to put all my eggs into the basket of like, well, I have to make all this money so I can be happy. And, you know, I have to do this so that I can get that. And like the more stuff I have and the more name brand things I have and the big house I have, like that's what's going to make me happy, you know? And it wasn't until like, I had gotten all that stuff and then like been through that traumatic experience where I realized like, all that shit is bullshit.
0: (laughs) And where do you think it comes from? Like, because we're so uh, like that, like, is it just like we look at somebody who has those things and goes, well, they look happy. So I need to be happy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. Like, I don't know where any of that comes from. Like, I think it's just, you see an image that's so beautiful and you want to like chase after that feeling that it gives you. And, you know, everyone wants what they don't have, you know? Yeah. So like, like I see an image of a beautiful girl that I think she has something that I want. And in order to get that like feeling or like, and that's why I like, I love marketing and stuff. <laughs> I'm like obsessed with it. Cause I think this is so cool that you can touch people on such an emotional level and they want it so bad. Like, I think that's just so amazing.
0: Well, it's so, um, it is. It's super interesting because, you know, I never really dove into marketing until the last like three years. And yeah. it's like, I never thought about that people are chasing the feeling. Yeah, it's a hundred percent what it is. Like, yeah, you know, I want yeah. what that thing does, like makes me feel. It has nothing to do with the thing itself. Like, yeah. It's like, do, do you... I'm going to go marketing real quick. Do you watch <laughs> commercials differently now though? Cause I watch things now so different.
1: 100%. I'm, I feel like I'm always brand analyzing everything, Same. you know, like, why are they touching me? Why are, why have they hit me in that emotional spot? Cause like, once you, it's like anything else, once you know it, you can't unknow it. So like, you know, now like the, the techniques that they're using and they're wise and they're what, you know, trigger points they're hitting on and like, you know, like you, I can, t- I can fucking see it now, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's really genius. You know,
0: some, <laughs> of the, some of the things I see, I'll look at my husband and I'll be like, I'm not really sure who they're talking to. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, that, that but that's not for me. Yeah. But that's yeah.
1: the one, honestly though, is I, I see stuff now and I'm like, Ooh, like they need to go back and maybe like figure out who it is that they're Target audience is because they're not, they don't know what their brand is. You know what I mean? Right, right.
0: Well, and it's interesting for anyone who's listening like, branding, everyone thinks it's your logo and your colors. and,
1: And it's not the thing that's crazy to me that I absolutely am obsessed with and love is the fact that, like, the deeper you go within yourself, the more familiar you get with your own brand and what your own like imagery and, and feelings and like pressure points, trigger points, whatever you want to call them, are that will invoke that feeling in your target audience, right. you know?
0: Right. Well, when you know who you are, you know, kind of what you want. And then you realize what the people that are around you probably want, you know, like when yeah. I started, you know, even diving into branding a little bit, it was amazing how the clients that were starting to come into my chair were dreams. Like, Mm -hmm. and it took me like 14 years to figure that out. Like, why did nobody tell me this shit? Like, is this? No,
1: totally. And like people, people, like, I swear to God, people say to me, they're like, how do you raise your prices that much? How do you do this? And I like, I'll get rid of clients all of a sudden and be like dead. And then I'll rebuild so quickly. Like, how do you, um, how do you like do that so fast? I'm like, but it's, my dream clients like now I've seen a shift that ever since I've started doing like um more you know spiritual entrepreneurship marketing branding sort of things like now I get like entrepreneurs and women in business and like a lot of business owners in my chair, it's like really wild. Cause like the crowd that I know that I'm speaking to in my mind or like the stuff that I'm diving into and
0: like working on in myself is
1: stuff I end up creating and the people that end up sitting in my chair. It's crazy.
0: Well, I think there's two parts of that, right? There's the law of attraction, like what yeah. you like put out is what you get back, you know? And, and two, it's telling your story. Like everyone's yeah. so scared to tell their story to be judged yeah but it's like your story is is bringing the people that support you to you
1: yeah like whether 100%. you see it or not you know yeah and I I used to be so scared because I have a fucking crazy story I you know like I went to jail I like did all these like crazy things I was a drug addict I've been through like ups and downs and highs and lows that are insane so like I have a lot of weird stuff that I've been through and like overcome in my life and like when I first started doing hair I was terrified to tell anyone about that stuff because I thought people would judge me you know yeah and um it's now become like something that I feel like people want to rally around Mm -hmm. behind me you know and like they want to root for me you know like I I have clients who are like oh my god I remember when like you didn't have a car and you're riding the bus or I remember when like you were deciding on going to master colorist or buying your car or like I remember when I was in your house and now we're in the salon and you've got branded smocks and right you know like they're, they're like this is so cool you know like yeah like they want to cheer for you they want to they want to they want to cheer for the underdog you
0: know, well, they get invested in law. I mean, in a way it's like mini celebrities, right? Like as yeah. like
1: they don't yeah. know
0: our full lives, but they know the little pieces that they see every, you know, four to eight weeks or whatever. And, and they do, they, they, they root for us and they root for, you know, our growth, you know, well, sometimes until it doesn't <laughs> so, so it doesn't fit their agenda sometimes, but you, know, if you get the right people, you know, then yeah, definitely yeah. the case. It's, it, that's the one thing that I love about the hair industry it's connections
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah connections like on in all different angles you know like some of those but the thing like I don't know the the, the the deeper I dive the more levels that I go up like the more introspective I get you know what I mean Yeah. Like that's, that's, what's really cool about it. Like the more you have employees and you have to like, look at yourself and figure out like why your employees are acting the way they're acting is usually because of something that you're doing. Right. Because you have to look at yourself right? (laughs) or like when you have like, uh, you know, like your, um, clients are reacting some sort of way. And like, you have to look at like the things that you're doing or how you're not showing up for them or how you're not communicating well. Like, these are all things that like, it's wild how much it shines a light on your own, um, you know, internal, like character defects or whatever you want to call them, things that you're not showing up in a certain way, or it's not in alignment with the way that you want your, your business to be. And it's just wild how you can like change things and things just switch so fast and it's all. Like those little things. It's it's crazy how much the world opens up once you realize like that, that stuff. Do you
0: feel like you, I'm sure this is the case, but I want to hear it. <laughs> um, do you feel like it's hard to like, okay, so you have employees. So it's like, there's like this self-reflection that they force you to do. And then there's also this like, but this is my business. Like, is there a constant like devil's advocate in your head of like, no, this is my shit. But I'm taking care of these people. Like they need to be happy too. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Are we going to have like a
0: part two? Because I feel like, <laughs> hey, we can go on as long as my computer I- will allow it.
1: <laughs> I can go on for days about this. Um, okay. So yes. So the biggest thing that I've found is that yes, your employees are a reflection of all of your attributes, you know? So like, I always try to lead by example. I, I have to, because, you know, and I and I recognize this all the way down to when I saw one of my first assistants try to do a blowout and she was like faking it the way that I would do it. You know what I mean? Like I would teach her how to like properly section it and how to like do the roots mids, and ends and like how to do like the proper, technical blowout and then like she would do the fakey blowout like how I do it you know right right. because they don't they don't actually like listen to what you say they watch everything that you do and repeat it right so I that's when it like shifted in my brain like they're watching everything you're doing so if you show up late they're gonna show up late if you don't do your makeup at home and your hair at home like they're gonna show up and do their shit at the salon like you're doing it Like if you don't come to work in a good mood, they're going to come to work in a bad mood, you know? So like they mimic everything you do. Like they're there working in order to like, I don't know how it is in other salons, but in my salon, they come to work with hair by Jess Taylor, you know? Right,
0: right. Well, you're the (laughs) culture.
1: Yeah. You are
0: the culture and you create the culture.
1: Yeah. So it's like, they know, they, they see me as this, like, and I never put that together, you know, like, it's hard for me to think of myself as, like, this, like, person, you know, like,
0: I'm I'm just me, right, like, wait, people look up to me, that's, yeah, (laughs) like,
1: like, I literally, like, it took me forever to, like, understand this concept, because I'd be, like, really like you like and they're like no you don't understand they like look up to you and like when you or even when I say something to correct them I have to be super mindful of like how I'm saying it because these girls are so young and so impressionable that like it honestly hurts their feelings even when I'm trying when I'm in a rush and I'm just trying to be blunt and sharp and like take control and move from one client to the next like and they're they're in ask-
0: room because of the way you said something <laughs> yes yes and I'm like
1: fuck you know like right. I would
0: never do that to somebody right
1: like I'm sure like most people think I'm pretty like sweet and amazing and and I'm sure like some of my first assistants will probably tell you that I was a complete asshole you know <laughs> because it, it was
0: like a process of figuring out that that was like a real thing well, that's you a know? hard thing in general. Not even in the hair world. Like I'm a, I'm kind of blunt. I have a drier sense of humor. Like I will laugh at like the worst thing you're supposed to laugh at. Yeah, like, yes. I will say things sometimes, and and people don't think it's as funny as I think it is. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> do. Like, yeah, or like you know, I remember I'll never forget when I was in my early 20s. I had two of my best friends, um, sit down. We were having a drink, and they basically said to me um, that like I. Put my opinion out there too much, like, like, like. I will say how I feel even when they don't want to know, and like it hurts mm-hmm. their feelings basically. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, <laughs> like, but mm-hmm. I, I thought I was helping you, you know. And actually, as I got older, I'm like, well, that's just who I am. So, <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: try adding adding those kinds of things onto being a boss, right? And it's like compounded because you're an authoritative figure at that point, and so. When you're in an, in a place of power, people look at you differently and they think that you're critiquing them or you're like being mean to them or taking something out on them when you're really not. You're just being yourself, you know, or like trying to make a joke, <laughs> like a bad joke, you know? Yeah. Story of my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like foot in mouth, you know, like I, I, I can't even tell you, like, I can't even make a sexual reference now. Cause I swear to God, if I, I am like, okay, call the HR department. Like, God forbid I talk about sex because I'm a lesbian and a boss, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, is there like a sexual harassment situation? I, like, <laughs> oh my God. I. I, I give up time out. I mean, I'm (laughs) to the point in my life where like, if you don't like understand my humor, like we cannot be friends. (laughs) Like I can't bite my tongue. Like it's just not a thing.
1: Like 100%, 100%.
0: And like that, that's the thing is, is like, it got to a certain point where,
1: you know, in the beginnings of like owning a business, you're still trying to like figure stuff out, figure out where things fall. And you know, systems and like, what's appropriate, what's not, what's Susie, if Susie's upset, like, is it like appropriate for me to check her on this? Or is it like something I should stay the fuck out of? Like, you know, right. like what, where are the lines?
0: You know? Now, did you have a mentor along the way? Like, did you have somebody that was kind of helping you or, or did you just kind of just jump um,
1: right in? So I did have a, a business coach. Um, I had a couple of different coaches. Like I always keep like multiple people (laughs) around. Um, So Lexi Lomax is, she actually helped me from the ground up, like start everything before I even had a place. Like we sat down and did work and, and I met her at, um, Goldwell training conference in Florida we actually sat her. next to each other I know I love her too she's my girl and so shout out to uh Lexi out yep. there she's amazing that's my girl and she literally like I'm the type of person I'm very like all over the place and you know I have a million ideas but like I don't know how to get myself organized she is your girl like she is system she is organization she's, map, she's you know, budgets and schedules and, like, everything that I needed to do, she had an answer for. So, like, she guided me everywhere, um, you know, and then I obviously met Elizabeth and started taking, like, her um, workshop in a box and, you know, doing more stuff with Hair Love, going to the Hair Love Retreat, um, you know, and, and so on and so forth. I think I've taken, I've taken a bunch of different stuff, Low Wheeler Davis's course, I've taken, you know um inspiring champions that's like another one that I absolutely love um and uh I was an eagle
0: you know I don't know know what you're saying oh okay
1: well (laughs) shout out to my inspiring champions people out there you'll know what I'm talking about um my girlfriend always like laughs at me she's like yeah go look at your soaring eagle stuff
0: (laughs) Well, let's talk about, let's talk about education for a second, because I'm like you, like I always have a coach. Like I always, you know, have classes, like I love to learn and like soak in all the things. Um, but I realize sometimes I do that almost to like over-prepare and not take action from time to Mm -hmm. time. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like we're like, I'm like, oh my God, I need to learn more so that I can start where I don't just go you know what Misty, just start messy and you I still need help along the way but like like adding the action with the education like have you have you felt that way yes. Are you an action taker in general
1: I I am an action taker like I just do shit yeah. I just throw spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks you yeah. know <laughs> like I think when I first did my first extension course, I gave away like 90% of the course. And then like the 10% I sold, like kind of paid for everything. Right. You know, like I would literally like hire a photographer to come and like stand with me and take pictures of me at the salon. Like I just, I had no rhyme or reason. I just started doing stuff, you know? And that's honestly like where I was the most successful. Cause I just didn't care. You know, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. You know what? I'm going to try that. I get like an inspired thought and I just do it. But like definitely having a mentor in some way, it helps to like keep my feet on the ground,
0: you know? Accountability.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's somebody
0: checking in on you going like, Hey, did you do that thing you said you wanted to do? Um, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, because I mean- I'm somewhat
0: I, similar in that way. Like I will like, I mean, obviously I just like quit my 17 year career to try something new. Like, um, but it's like, you, girl. <laughs> but I like scare myself before I do it. Like it takes a lot for me to actually like do it. Like I talked for a year about wanting to just do education, you know? And then one day it's like, all right, today's the day I'm doing it. Like, but I feel like
1: that's everyone's process. Like you have to start, like when I first started- talking about becoming an educator. You know, like I would talk about it to my clients. And then like trials came for Goldwell. And then I became an educator. I wanted to open my salon. I started talking about it with friends and clients. And then, you know, all of a sudden I'm opening a salon. So that's like a natural thing. Everything that I've wanted to do, I've started talking about it with people. And then it just all of a sudden kind of happened and manifested. So I think that's like a natural thing with everyone, you know? If you're not talking about it, you're not like putting energy into it,
0: you know? Right. And I think the way you talk about it is huge. That's something that I am learning. Big time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because I'm
1: really careful about what I fucking talk about now, because God forbid I talk about one thing, it fucking shows up. And then I'm like, oh God, oh shit. Yeah. You know, and I'm not ready
0: for it. Yes. I mean, I remember when I first, you know, not what, six months ago, however long when I first um, you know, started my money coaching and I would say when I become a money coach and I would say, Mm -hmm. if I make money doing this and Mm -hmm. like, there was a point where I'm like, what the fuck am I saying? Like, I am a money coach. Mm -hmm. I will, and am actually making money doing it. It wasn't a lot at the time, but it was money. And it's like, why am I talking myself out of the, it's like, it's almost like I needed to protect myself if it didn't work out.
1: Yeah, those limiting fucking beliefs. Oh, baby. All right,
0: let's, let's get into the limiting beliefs because I this is my favorite conversation. Because uh, me too, me well, too. Well, think about it. Think about yeah, how many people are listening that have something that they want to do, or they've oh always, my God. and it can be anything. It could be take off nights because you want to be with family. Yes. Like it doesn't have to be money, business. Like you know, it can be literally anything. And there's mm-hmm. just that voice in their head saying.
1: Mm -hmm. you know, I have, I have the perfect example. Okay. So my girlfriend, right. My girlfriend is, she was a KMS educator. So she's like the haircutting version of me. Right. Well, the only difference between me and her is our mindset. She still works behind the chair for her boss. Right. And like, we have conversations about this all the time. So I'm not like, like, putting her shit out there, but it's just, she even says to me, she's like, God, why can't I be more like you? And I'm like, honestly, your mindset, you know, like you are the one holding yourself back. You're the one telling yourself you can only charge $55 for a haircut. I'm charging hundred. And she like laughs at me because she's the haircutting educator. Right. I'm not <laughs> right. I'm not. It's just that in my mind, it I'm justified charging that because I charge $300 for a balayage. And I'm not about to go spend an hour on something. Whereas I could make this over here. You know what I mean? Right. So in my mind, it makes sense. And so therefore I'm able to charge it and in her mind. It doesn't. And she's like baffled by this, you right. know, and it, we have this conversation every day.
0: <laughs> now, what do you think that she could change? Like just the thought that she's worth it or that her haircut is worth it or.
1: Yeah, I think. The mindset around her not being enough, you know, her not being good enough to charge that price, you know, her not justifying it, her, not her boss, not letting her do it. Like, I'm sure there's several things that could be wiped out all in a row. If it was just me looking from her head, <laughs>
0: you nothing know I mean? is nuts to me because I remember hair love 2019 which mm-hmm. for those listening is what I met Jess. We had the, the mm-hmm. set together at the same table um, mm-hmm. on the first opening night. And um, I remember writing my letter to myself and I remember like thinking to myself, like, God, I just don't feel good enough. Like, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not really ever realizing it until that moment. And then when people started sharing and it was yeah. like, holy shit, Almost, I would say 95% of the girls under that tent felt exactly the same way.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: and we I mean, all I do. Just thinking about it.
1: Yeah, we we all do. We all all of us like put these beliefs on ourselves of not being good enough, or not being lovable, or not being talented enough, or not having enough, or whatever. Like this whole lack of <laughs> mindset that we all have. Sorry, my dog. Um, you know, it just it's all in her head. Like that's the thing is it's all in her head art. I, I, so I have this, um, this mindset person that comes and like, I do coaching with her and she came and just spoke to my, my salon the other day. And I freaking love her. Amy Avery plug out. Um, <laughs> she says to me all the time, she's like, Jess, your brain is like a computer. It doesn't know the difference between the truth or a lie. So when your brain subconsciously is downloading all of these things into its in, into your subconscious at the end of the night, it's just downloading things. It's not saying like, oh, well, that's not true. That's, that's real. That's fake. That's not true. That's true. You know, like it's not.
0: It's not filtering.
1: It's, yeah. You're just downloading what it is that you're telling yourself. If you're telling yourself all the time, oh, I'll never do that. I'll never make that much money. I'll never do this. And like, when you start to take an account of how many times a day you say to yourself, like you're a terrible person or you're not good enough or you're never going to make that kind of money or you're not on that level. Like I used to say that shit to myself all the time and it's crazy. So like, the thing is like, I, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of work on this recently. So I'm super jazzed about
0: this. (laughs) Hey, I'm in the
1: same boat. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, The biggest thing for me was like, when I started sitting down and like talking to myself in the mirror, I know this sounds totally crazy, but positive affirmations, because we know like if we're feeding ourselves a bunch of negative stuff, we have to like counterbalance it with positive stuff, right? So I would start talking to myself all about, you know, the things that really like hurt to say, I would say to myself in the mirror. And the more and more I did this, the more and more you know, I realized that my brain started to shift and I started going into more positive mindset and I started having a, um, more, a bigger outlook on what I thought was possible in my own life. And that, that's, what's really fucking crazy. is like, just saying that stuff to yourself in the mirror could change all of that. Like it's, it's wild, you know?
0: Yeah. When we had to introduce ourselves by our limiting beliefs in Tulum, um, it was, first of all, it was extremely difficult to say. Like I stood there yeah. for a minute, just like it, like it wouldn't come out, you know? Yeah. And then when I said it, I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. That's the most ridiculous sentence I've ever said about myself in my life. And I'm like, but yeah. I think that all the time. And it's yeah. like, when I said it, it was almost like I took it out of my head. I like threw it out there and went, I'm done with that. Like, I have not said that to myself since.
1: Yeah, yeah. And same. Same for me. It's just like, something about like saying it out loud and confronting mm-hmm. those deep seated fears, it just smashes them, you know, and you're just totally incapable of saying that to yourself anymore. Cause you're like, this is fucking crazy. Like I, the thing that really struck me once too, that I heard was like, talk to yourself, how you would talk to your best friend.
0: Yep. Yes.
1: You know, and like, I would never say that kind of stuff to my best friend ever, ever. I wouldn't say
0: some of that stuff to my worst enemy that went through my head. You know what I mean? It's, it's insane.
1: Yeah. And it's just like negative self-talk, man. It just like, it'll, it'll make you spiral and you don't even, you don't even realize it's happening. It's, it's so quick.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't go away. Uh -uh. that that's the thing that I'm learning now. It's like, now I know how to cope with it. Now I know how to deal with it. Now I know how to give it its moment and then set it aside. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that I don't know if a lot of people realize it's like it, you know, with all of this mindset stuff, it's really coping, right? Like it doesn't make things go away. Like it just kind of, you know, coping skills. Right, exactly. Like now I'll get this negative thought in my head and then I'll just I'll literally start thinking of all the things I'm grateful for. Like gratitude was never something I practiced before. And then mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden those those stupid thoughts are pointless. Yeah.
1: You know, and yeah. it's
0: like, okay, like it had its moment, it's gone now. It'll come back another day, but it's not gonna come back today. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting though, because it's not easy. It's not easy to it. I don't even know say admit when you're meant like when you're wrong that's not the right word but like mm-hmm. it's not easy to reflect in that way mm-hmm. you know like it's not easy to say like I don't even know how to explain it. well you know I mean but it's not easy to to say like okay like I I don't feel like I'm smart enough yeah yeah you know well the inner
1: the inner work is never easy you know right. that's why so many people fucking run from it <laughs> yes <laughs> you know what? like i i feel like the magic like i don't know for me it started happening when i just started getting used to feeling so uncomfortable all the time Mm-hmm. because like all this stuff makes me used to make me so uncomfortable now my uncomfortability is my new comfortable <laughs> that makes any
0: sense yes I know exactly
1: <laughs> like now I'm just like oh okay I know this feeling you know yeah um but like yeah I I feel like when you're in that like and like when you're in that negative mindset you're it's like all consuming so like when you are trying to break out of it you're like like clawing up the hill like it's just so hard you know everything's so heavy you're like I remember when I first was trying to like break out of this and I would call Ashley and I'd be like I just don't know how I got so negative and like like I just it's my old me I just feel like so far away and it doesn't even seem like reachable right now you know right Like I remember that feeling, and like still get like like that
0: from time to time, though. Oh yeah, good. That makes me feel better. (laughs) No one one
1: hundred million percent. what do you do
0: now to get out of it? Because I have weeks where I'll be like that, and I and I'll do all the coping things, and it just it kind of helps, but it's not the same. And then I'll have two weeks where I feel like I could take on the fucking world.
1: Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's the thing is is like. Well, I, I mean, I have a team, you know, I, ha- I have a coach, I have a therapist, I have a life coach, <laughs> right? You know? I got a team of people. I got people that will hold me accountable, that know my shit, that I've told them what my triggers are, what my, like, they see me like picking up my fucking fingernails or like shopping too much. Or, you know, if I'm like wanting to take too many naps or isolating, you know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. Or they hear me starting to be just super negative in general <laughs> like like they call me on it and um you know checking in frequently with like people that are professionals like you're if I have a therapist you know and um and it's like it's super slippery for me because like I also have depression anxiety and addiction stuff that I deal with too so like it's extra important for me to stay diligent and on my shit because I can go real to a real slippery slope. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I feel like the biggest thing is just like checking in with yourself, you know, like I know the other day, for example, um, I was just my mind was like constantly racing and I got like a million things going on because I'm like trying to do everything right now. you know. And, um, I just realized that like, I can't keep up thoughts for more than a half a second, you know, like somebody will say something to me and it'll completely be just gone, you know, or like, I'll just get like distracted in two seconds, you know? <laughs> and not be able to hold like a, a thought. And I know that it's time to like sit and ground myself, and get centered, you know, like I do a lot of meditation now. That's like, I know when my mind is over working like that, then, you know, I definitely am meaning to like meditate, sit in silence, get clear out the shit in my subconscious. Um that that's like the biggest thing is just understanding how it works for my body everyone's different yeah um and like thankfully but not thankfully I've had a lot of experience with crashing and burning so (laughs) I know what what the signs I've gotten really aware with the signs of what they are and um just like noticing I try to make sure I'm I'm scheduling things so like, I know three days a week I'm working out, um, I'm planning out meals. So I'm not eating really crappy and feeling, cause that's the other thing. Food makes my mind do as worse things, if not worse than a lot of exercising, same. you know?
0: Yeah. Same.
1: I don't know what it is with my hormones. Like I always thought it was just a me thing, but I'm hearing from everyone else that it, it's a big thing with other women too. Like two weeks before my period, if I'm eating like crap, I am a mental fucking disaster, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, Especially- it's funny. I heard a wild <laughs> back, Like you think about a pill, right? Like everyone thinks that like you can take a pill and it will fix you. And it's this tiny, it's this tiny little thing they take once a day, but nobody considers everything that they are putting into their bodies constantly all day long, doing anything to their mm-hmm. mental health, physical health, anything. And it's just crazy to me.
1: Yeah. And like the more clean that I eat, like the better my mind functions, the better my, the, the, the peaks and valleys aren't as high and low, you know, right. with like anxiety, depression, all that stuff. And like you got to think about it, like what, when you're operating at like our level, you know, and you're multi level businesses and you're trying to do everything and the most all at the same time and dealing with like, it's, you have to be physically operating at a certain level too, mentally operating. Like I'm not, if I'm less than my best, like I'm not going to be able to do all the shit that I have to do in order just to like maintain this life, you know?
0: Right. I so, think people discount the mental aspect too. Like I know I have like working behind the chair for 17 years, that, that was like second nature. That was easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was physically exhausting, but mm-hmm. going into this space, and mm-hmm. I will do like two coaching calls and a, and You're a- wiped a- out. And I'm fucking tired. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, yeah. I forgot how exhausting, mm-hmm. you know, like lit- literally thinking is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. And like, I'm an overthinker, I'm an overachiever, perfectionist. Like, I have all the isms, like, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean so like I'm constantly trying to like you know do the most and like if I don't take care of myself like I'm literally uh, I could be a shit show up here you know and it's it it just goes south really fast so I, I just have I know for me like I have to be super mindful of like feeding my soul, good things, feeding my mind, good things and feeding my body, good things. You know, that's just the way that I look at it.
0: I really like what you said earlier too, about that you have a team. And I think a lot of times Mm -hmm. when, when people hear like, it's okay to ask for help, they think like physical help, like, okay, somebody to do your booking, somebody, you know, like clean your Mm -hmm. house, whatever, but nobody thinks that sometimes asking for help can just be surrounding yourself with the right people that help you, you know, Networking, yeah. a coach, a therapist—like yeah. I have yeah. all those things. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and you it's
1: and it. it's a constant like balance too. Like, you know, if one thing's not working, or I want to dive deeper into this, like, and now like I've gotten to a point where I've I get these intuitive hits on like stuff that I need to work on, or like something like hits the wrong way, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should like talk to them about this, you know, or whatever. Like, I'm starting to trust my the better I get at balancing it all, like the more I trust my instincts and like those feelings that I get now, it's just like, I it, it's working, you know. Right. Um, and I guess that's flow. That's
0: like I was here right, to say I don't like about. the word balance. I like flow. I don't think there's yeah thing is balance. No, it is like nothing's ever bullshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't think I mean you're gonna sacrifice one thing for another thing always like always yeah. You, know, you just have to f- have, find the flow and figure out how you can do it Yeah, make it work, work for and you. And
1: the biggest thing, oh my God, the biggest thing, I love this topic. Oh.
0: <laughs> so,
1: so the biggest thing that I have found that has been amazing since the retreat is like surrendering to my feminine energy.
0: Mm. Yes, yeah, same. I, I book my days a certain way now because if I say that I'm going to, let's just say type up Instagram content, right? Like I try to batch. That's a whole different uh-huh. point. Um, and uh, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> yeah, like, I do it like once every two months for like one week mm-hmm. and I'm so proud of myself. And then I'm like, oh mm-hmm. crap. Um, yeah. But like if I play, like tomorrow, I'm going to batch content. And if I mm-hmm. wake up and I don't have shit in my head, I can't mm-hmm. do it. So I mm-hmm. I almost always leave like I try to keep my Thursdays open or my Fridays mm-hmm. open like one day yeah. where it's like that's gonna be the day that if this doesn't happen because I'm just not feeling it one mm-hmm. I'm not gonna beat myself up over it anymore because mm-hmm. I because it's you know you don't always get to I call it my my get to do list now not my to do list because mm-hmm. like if it doesn't get done the pressure is gone yeah
1: right
0: um, because yep. it you're just we are females. Like we, not Mm -hmm. every day last week, I was all fucked up last week, like mentally, Mm -hmm. like I, you know, imposter syndrome, what the hell am I doing? Like blah, 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 you know? Oh. And then this week I feel great. (laughs) I take over the whole world. Like, what are we doing? Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Like, but I don't, I don't sit in it too long anymore. And I know that it will pass. And I think that is what I learned from Tulum as well. Like shit, I want to get off my, my birth control because I want to yeah. be able to plan around my hormones and my cycle, you know, even more because I feel like it's all over the place and it, but it makes a difference. Yeah, it,
1: it, it but like even all the way down to like, I used to wonder like why I would come home and I would be physically, not physically, but like mentally drained, mm-hmm. like mentally drained. So I'm a I'm I'm a feminine energy, right? And I go to work and it forces me to be in a more male because I have to make decisions and I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to tell employees what to do and do this and help my clients and like all day long. It's like by the end of the day, I'm fucking done, right? Because I am not that energy and trying to be in that energy for such a long amount of time is physically exhausting, you know? So now what I've done is I've set up my business in a way so that like nobody comes to me and asks me for bullshit while I'm trying to do like my job. Like they go to somebody else or like I'm just surrendering to being in more of feminine energy and letting things flow and coming to me instead of trying to like force everything and be in that male-dominated like um, making lists and doing things energy because like it's not me, you know. Right. And and it like happens easier and it flows better. And it's like so much. And I never I never even knew that was a thing, but it's Neither like either. so huge.
0: It's huge. I it's had like no everything. Idea. And it's funny because even now I, I like I try to explain like the masculine and feminine to people. And like I feel like I don't explain it correctly but I get it. Like, you know, people are yeah. like, well, I'm not very manly. I'm like, that's not what it means. Like, you
1: know, It's like, no, no, not at all. And like, I, and, and like, yeah, just like coming back to like surrendering and like letting be, like attracting rather than trying to like seek after or change your energy to something that it's not naturally wanting to be like, just makes such a big difference, you right. know? and it it doesn't take as much energy like that I'm not exhausted by the end of the day is what I was trying to say you know like I would come home and I still have energy to like hang out and do things and talk to people whereas before I would like come home and I'd just be like I gotta go to bed
0: you know oh I would sit in my suite for like a good 20 to 30 minutes in silence and then I would drive Mm -hmm. home with no radio on and like because I was just stare at the walls yeah yeah I was just yeah And it's, it's so true, but the days that I would have like clients that like knew me a hundred percent and like those days were different. I would come home hyper and just excited about my business and like, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like, it's funny because like kind of trying to be what other people want you to be. Let's talk about that for a Uh 2nd (laughs) <laughs> that that's an interesting topic because I have always mm-hmm. felt like well I am who I am and I'm not trying to impress anyone mm-hmm. right but no. I the more I, I think about it the more I'm like well that's not necessarily true I subconsciously mm-hmm. I think a lot of us subconsciously you know don't talk about things or don't do things you know because we're worried about you know what other people will say or if we're gonna lose clients or we're gonna lose friends or family or you know whatever um, yeah and But I'm realizing the more I be myself in general, like Mm -hmm. around people, on a line, anything, on this podcast, the more I could give two shits what Mm -hmm. anyone thinks about me. Yep. And it's like, like, if I put myself and who I am out there, it doesn't matter what you say. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't burn me kind of thing. Like, it's just an interesting, but I don't think we even realize it
1: no no and and it's again it's like surrendering to being authentically you in every sense of the word like it just makes such a big difference in every aspect your energy your you know your authenticity the way that you're you show up in people's lives like everything you know everything is different and and it and it it's it's like I don't know it's just it's so amazing once you surrender like what that actually how it works and what it actually does in your life it's you know we don't realize how much we're trying to control things and how much we're trying to like like you said you know be something we're not you know until you, yeah yeah and I mean everyone does it everyone, everyone does, does it. it Yeah, I still do it I, yeah. I went to the retreat and I was like I literally had to sit with my therapist and we were talking about, she's like, how do you want to show up there? And I'm like, and I had to think for a second because usually my go-to is like, oh, I'm going to dress this way. I'm going to have the perfect outfit and I'm going to be like the (laughs) know-it-all and I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to be like the bell of the ball, you know, and like, and that's the way, that's the way I would usually want to show up and have everyone love me. And, and my, and I was like, she goes, what do you want to get out of it? And I was like, I just want to feel better. You know, I just want to like learn and feel better. And I want to be open and I want to change. She goes, well, then just show up as you and stop trying to be all the other stuff. And that was like a huge turning point for me because I was like holy shit this is me and then I did I came and I fucking cried my ass off for like three days we all did (laughs) Ah, you know like complete fucking mess
0: but it was great and it was exactly what I needed it was amazing well it's interesting because we do all these things because we're scared we won't be accepted and Mm -hmm. then we decide fuck it I'm gonna be myself and then we're Mm -hmm. accepted and it's Mm -hmm. like huh <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, it's like that feeling—like people like Imagine. me, they really like me. <laughs> like, but, and, yeah. and it's—I have always been drawn to anyone who doesn't give a fuck what people think, or at least pretends to. Like celebrities, yeah. like anything. They, those are my people. The weirder they were, yeah. I love them. Like, yes, yeah. I've always—and it's funny because I think I've realized this past year is like I've always been drawn to that because I've always wanted to be like that you know I've always wanted to just go I don't really give a fuck what you say this is Mm -hmm. what I want to do or say or feel or whatever and like you don't live my life and and it's Mm -hmm. it's been a journey I don't think it will ever end No. but the more I go through it the happier I am and the more I really don't give a shit
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no it's the truth it's it's yeah I hope it never ends to be honest with you like I just I feel so good always trying to get to that next like level and it you know it just keeps everything interesting and like fresh and like you're always looking at things from different perspectives and different eyes you know like I look at things so much like I think about how I used to look at things and I think look at things so much differently now and I just think like wow like because you don't realize during the changes, like how far you're going or like how far you've changed. But once you get from like point A to point B and you look back, you're like, "Whoa, this is crazy, you know? And and in such a short amount of time, you know?
0: Yeah. Like was- Tulum was
1: what, a couple months ago? And I feel like you're completely
0: different. Forever. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, I, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking about that today. Like I remember... <laughs> I remember my dream was to have a teal Chevy Cavalier. (laughs) Oh my God. Like with a black bumper. Like I can picture it in my head. Like that's all I wanted. And Uh now the thought of the fact that like, I, first of all, I don't want that car at all anymore, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's like, wow, I could just go buy that right now. Like, it's like, you know, and it's just funny to think of like, yeah, like where you came from and what you thought was possible before. And then where you're at now, because where you're at now is something you never thought you would be at, right? Like it's in a million years. And I I think, I don't think we should dwell in the past, but I think it's so important to look back in the past and and see how because you you get lost in the journey.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, when do we ever sit down and just go, you know what? Good job, girl. You fucking rock. You fucking are doing it, bitch. Like, whoa, look at you. Like nobody does that. You know, like I I look at my every time I walk past the mirror now and I used to be like, I'd never be able to do this. But I walk past the mirror and I look at myself and I'm like girl you're fucking doing it like (laughs) and I am I fucking am doing it like that's crazy like I was not the type of person that would be able to look at myself in the mirror and like give myself a compliment or say you're fucking doing it girl look at you you know like that's huge for me because I would like made my stomach turn a year ago you know well,
0: because I feel like we're taught to not like we have to be like I don't, people say it's an ego, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. like what we're kind of, we think or what we were taught to think. And it's like, no, Mm -hmm. like you put in the work and you be fucking proud of yourself that you did that, that you did that thing that you never thought you could do. And it's not a bad thing to be fucking proud of yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know why we put that pressure on ourselves that we can, like anytime, okay, you know, I love your outfit. Oh, you know, I got it for $5 at Marshall. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, no, like, thank you. Yeah. Walk away. Like, yes, bitch. Thanks yeah. so much. I think that was one of the biggest things I got out of Saloom too, is just like, Yeah. Like being able to receive. Yeah. You know, I, I never thought about it like that. Like, cause I'm the first mm-hmm. one that's, you know, I'll, oh, how's business? Yeah. Like, how's business going? Oh, you know, it's been hard. Ho- like instead of just going great. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Know, period. Like, like why, why, why do we do that to ourselves?
1: I, I was listening to this, um, audible the other day. It was about, it was a millionaire mindset. And I, this was like the perfect, um, uh, picture for it. So like, if you think of like, the universe has to be able to put stuff somewhere, you know, it's like rain. So if rain falls down on the earth, Right. And there's like, somebody's got a cup over here and somebody has like a drain that goes into the ground over there. The cup is going to fill up with the rain because it's got holding space for it, you know, where, where is the drain or wherever the sheet or whatever it is, it just goes right into the ground because there's nowhere for it to go. You know, like once you, the universe is going to give it to somebody, you know, and you just have to be the one holding the cup.
0: I love right? Uh, I know, I right? I love that. Cause it's so true. Like it's it gonna, is. Like, somebody, why can't we take it? Exactly. And it,
1: they said like this book that I listened to is like the only difference between you and the millionaire that is like accepting is they are saying thank you. And they're, they're holding space for it, you know? Right. Whereas like, we're going, mm, uh, oh my God, no. You we're know, like <laughs> we're not. We're, like, well, we're repelling it. Yeah, we're repelling it. We don't even say thank you to a compliment. You know, like we're not even accepting of somebody saying like, good job, you know, because we're not we're not open to people giving us stuff. The universe is trying to give us stuff and we're not open to it. What
0: book is that? You know,
1: The Millionaire Mindset.
0: Okay, I need a new book. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a um, great one. Yeah, it's it's so true though. I mean, and I never even realized that I I did that until like this year. You know, mm-hmm. just, just don't think about it. So mm-hmm. now it's like, yep, thanks. Yeah, another one is um, you know, when people like right now, like in my life, things have a good flow. I mean, it's still a lot of mental shit, but uh-huh. like. It's got a kind of a nice flow to it. And I'm not overly busy. Like I have time to rest and it's great. And mm-hmm. then when people will say, so are you so busy? I almost feel like I have to say yes, because mm-hmm. I almost feel like if I say, oh yeah, like they will think I'm successful. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, I like, no, like I'm, it's great, you know? And like to, in my mind to them, I'm not succeeding because I say I'm not busy does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, mm-hmm. like, and I yeah. feel like that's another one where it's like, why are, why is it not okay, you know, to not be perceived as this, you know, busy- Workaholic. Workaholic. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you have time <laughs> to take a nap? Like you yeah. obviously will never make money. You know what I'm Yeah, like-
1: no, a hundred percent. I Also too, that was another thing that was like a huge aha for me was when Elizabeth was saying, you know things can be easy. I honestly, that's been like a game changer for me. You know, yeah, like just trying
0: over here. I'd like yeah, to do it every day. Yeah,
1: life can be easy. You know, like life is easy, not not hard. Like, cause I I do the same thing too. Cause I was like, oh, that doesn't apply to me when she first said it, and then I like started thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, wait, it really does. Like, I see that shit all the time. I sit there and I'm like so many things to do. I have so many things on my plate. I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough energy. I'm so tired. Like, instead of going, no, this can be easy. Like, let's make this easy and not so hard and try and look for the easiness and things instead of looking for everything to be so hard, you know, and it's, it's made such a huge difference, you know?
0: Well, you know why? I had this conversation maybe with my therapist, maybe, with, I don't know. I have like talked to now, but I had this exact conversation and it's because growing up or the things that we went through in our lives were hard. And like, mm-hmm. I know for me, like I have always felt like if you came from some kind of struggle, you're stronger. You're going to get further because you, you know, you know what it feels like to mm-hmm. have hard shit happen in your life. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you you bleed it into your business, right? Like you're like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, life has to be hard, like to learn Mm -hmm. these lessons, it has to be difficult. And, Mm -hmm. and I think now we're just learning that it doesn't have to be that difficult. Like we kind of make it that way.
1: Well, like one of my favorite things that I used to say to myself before the retreat was I do better when my back's up against the wall. That was like my, my thing. I would tell everyone, Oh, I just do better when my back's up against the wall. I do better in chaos, you know,
0: Right.
1: like, fuck that. No, I don't want to do better in chaos. I don't want to be with my back up against the wall. I want to be like, I want to have ease and flow. And I want to be able to like, step into things comfortably and not be stressed all the time you know so like that was a big just mindset shift you know overall like just understanding that like these are these are things that I have been believing and it doesn't
0: have to be like that you know right Well, it's what we've been told forever
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. another oh my god so this other thing I thought was so cool I just remembered it as you were talking about your team so this is something that always rang true To me and it's like a great little like 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 a visualization thing so like I think of my team and like all my coping skills and stuff as like like if you are a sheep right and you're in um you're in a herd so the the more insulated you get the further and further inside your herd the more you have therapists and life coaches and coping skills and activities that bring you joy and like things outside of work and like everyday life that will like help you to like deal with stress and triggers and stuff like that like the, the further and further inside the herd you are so like on the outside of the herd there's always like a coyote like circling right so if you just insulate yourself from the coyote the further and further you get inside the herd the more of a team you have the more hobbies you have the more Coping skills you have, the more like stuff you have to help you, like the better off your life is going to be, and the more insulated you are from the dangers. Yeah, I just thought that was so cool.
0: It is, and it's (laughs) so true. I mean, because it's like for me, the the demons sneak in when I'm Mm -hmm. not doing anything. Like if I'm Mm -hmm. just Saturday sitting on the couch, that's when I start getting insecure and like, Mm -hmm. what's going on, you know? But Mm -hmm. I've really been diving into like what brought me joy when I was a child. and and how to incorporate it as an adult and that has actually been awesome and I mean it can be as simple as like I will sit and play Mario Kart with my son and I'm the happiest thing ever because that's when I was younger that's what I did and like it's like it's funny because that looks is looked down as like well unproductive but it's like it is productive because it is resting my damn mind (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you
1: know (laughs) yeah yeah no, a hundred percent. Like it's like, even I come home now and I'll watch like the dumbest shows and like, I don't like really enjoy them. I just like, like zoning out on mindless shit. You know, it's it's not even about like the dumb cartoon that I like to watch or the Kardashians. Like, I'm not even paying attention half the time. I'm just like scrolling on my phone and it's background noise. Right. So like, it's just a matter of like tuning out and like relaxing your mind, you know? Yeah our minds like a muscle, it's like anything else, you know, we, we stress it all day long. And then we come home and we expect to be able to be on for our families or on for our friends or on for our children or whatever. Like, it's just not, you have to give it a break, you know?
0: And it's funny because I come like at night now, like I used to always be a morning shower, but now Mm -hmm. I shower at night because it like, no matter what my day was like, if I take a shower, it like washes the day away. And it always mm-hmm. like, I'm much more relaxed at night. I, I also mm-hmm. eat my edible at night. So that helps. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but like, I, it just like, I put my, I leave my phone in my bedroom and I'm mm-hmm. a better mom. I'm a better wife. Like, it just like, mm-hmm. it's like now is not work time anymore. It like mm-hmm. resets me. Um, and it's just finding your shit like that is what. We'll yeah. Try.
1: self-care is like huge and having that like dedicated time to just the blackout time where you do nothing you know exactly
0: and that's okay Like, you don't have to be shamed for that, you know?
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Bernie
0: Brown. Don't get me started. I got Ah. a books back here. (laughs) Well, Jess, I want to thank you so, so, so much for this whole conversation. I can't tell you how many times I got the chills with some of the things we talked about. And Mm -hmm. I do want to say that I think (laughs) of you in that clothing store in Tulum and that smile that was on your face. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Often. <laughs> like, <laughs> and every time I see like a picture of you on Instagram in like a new outfit, I just picture you just like <gasps> like just so happy. <laughs> so happy and I love it so much. Tell people um listening where they can find you and what you have going on. If do you have any education or anything coming up?
1: Yes. Um, so I'm actually coming out with a bunch of new stuff right now. I'm actually putting it all together. Um, I'm going to have some new zoom classes, like workshops and, um, some online, uh, education as well.
0: Is this all you extensions can... or is this extensions and business?
1: It's going to be a bunch of everything. I okay. think it's, I'm putting it together now. And there's so much stuff I want to talk about. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like a big course you know so I'm pretty I'm like so pumped about it because it's all the things that like I love to do and love to talk about so I'm really excited to like get it out there and get it and everyone hands its hands and see what they think about it
0: well where can they find this on your Instagram um,
1: yeah my Instagram I'm actually rebranding a lot of my website right now so that'll be up soon but um you can go to the Boo babe extensions web sh- website and we have all of our classes up there that are on right now and then we have um everything that will be coming up i'll be relaunching and stuff on my instagram so just stay tuned
0: and i will put um your website and your instagram handle in the show notes yeah one even looks at those i always wonder if anyone actually looks at those on podcast. i know right <laughs> never looked at one on anyone's podcast <laughs> yes thank you so much um, oh thanks jessie i feel like this could have went on for five hours so
1: i know right I know. <laughs> <Me too. laughs>
0: all right bye girl bye once again thank you so much for listening to bathroom beauty talks if you like what you heard please go ahead and screenshot it post it on the gram send it to a friend don't forget to tag me and hair by jess taylor and enjoy your day i will talk with you on the next one